0: Hey, what is going on, Washington football addicts? We are live tonight. It is Friday, July 16th, 835 East Coast Standard Time. So today, we would like to welcome uh, my boy, Phil, joining me tonight. What, what up, all? Phil? Hey, uh, We are Sands Rod and Sands Dev, uh, but this is episode 79 for us, and um, we are joined by a special guest tonight. Uh, he needs really needs no introduction. So I'm just gonna go ahead and uh and bring him in the room here. Uh ladies and gentlemen, um let's go ahead and welcome big Mr. Anthony Armstrong to the hey, show.
1: Me. Mr. So oh, intro up. needed. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's I right. That's
0: right. Hey Anthony, once again, we want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your time um sincerely for, for joining us tonight and, and talk some some Washington football
1: with us. How 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 you how you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Life is crazy. Uh, everything is like super fast paced. Um, adulting like none other. Had to get a new water heater today, so Oof. you know we just being, we being, just being a homeowner.
0: Homeowner life, man.
1: Yeah, man. That's <laughs> homeowner shit. Um, that's that's what I call it. Homeowner shit. That's right, and you know that because you you help people attain that level in life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So like, I've been in real estate for like seven years, and then I've owned my house for eight years. So I've like grown in the, in the business and like learning on the go as well. So I, everything I learn, I, I tell my buyers and tell my sellers at the same time. So it's that's very right. helpful. And
0: there's things they just don't tell you as a homeowner. There's nothing that can prepare you. They can, you can be told all the things in the world, but there's things they just don't tell you. you know yeah, I mean? man.
1: It, it, There's some stuff that it could scare you off. Uh, I just like you to be prepared. You know what yeah. I mean? You take right. care of yourself in the beginning. You'll be prepared for what's coming down the pipe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. So, we're gonna we're gonna open up a show like we normally do. Uh, let's dedicate episode 79. Phil, take it away. I don't even know who it is, but I'm just gonna. I already pre-wrote the ticker, so let's go.
2: Boom. Steve knows me, knows me well. He knows I'm an offensive line guy. Episode 79 dedicated to the great Jim Lachey. Um, this is the guy who maybe want to play offensive tackle from from a little kid. You know, when I went in high school and everything playing football, offensive tackle. Uh, I wanted to be Jim Lachey. Uh, He played with Washington. He came over to Washington after uh, between weeks one and two in 1988 season in a trade in which we sent away Jay Schrader and got Jim Lachey in return. Um, And there was another player in that trade as well, and I'm blanking on who it is. Uh, But Lachey was kind of like they said you can have anybody but – Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson and, or Howie Long. And he said, and uh, Bobby Bethard said, I'll take Jim Lachey, not knowing what he was about to become. Uh, with Washington, Lachey was a two-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. I uh, was with the team from 1988 until 1995. Uh, career was cut short due to a series of back injuries that just had put him out of football by the age of 32. But, in that short span of time, he was a three-time All-Pro, and between 1990 and 91, 32 games allowed zero sacks and only committed three penalties in 32 games. i long said that it's injury. This this is the guy who forced Joe Jacoby out of left tackle. That's how good he was. I've always said that if he had played just a couple more years and not missed one season completely due to a back injury, he would He would be in the, in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he was probably one of the two best left tackles of his era. The other being Anthony Munoz. Would yeah. be the other name I'd throw out there as being equal to Jim Lachey. So Cincinnati, Cincinnati,
0: who was playing left tackle when? Uh... When you were with the team, Anthony. Oh
1: man! Uh, well, the, the great Chris Samuels was there. That's right, number sixty. That's yeah. right. And then they followed that up soon after with the silverback. You got Trent Williams yeah. came in and was holding it down for a while. So big Trent. Right. It's been a, that's been a solid position for for the organization for a while. You know, they, you part. know what? Of all the stupidity and madness,
0: you're right. They they tend to do well at left tackle, and and here
1: we are in the first year of.
0: We don't know who the left tackle is gonna be, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's get the let's go ahead and get the show started. Um, as as the comments come in, we'll go ahead and answer them. Um, but just just starting off with the first topic, uh, it's it's Washington news, but it's not Washington news, but. The reason we bring it up, you, you see have you seen the latest Dwayne Haskins news where his, his wife did a little bit of two piece on him out, out in Vegas. And you know, I, I love Dwayne. I wish I really wish he could have worked out here. I just think it was a byproduct of uh you know, the owner wanted him. I don't think the coaching staff wanted him, they grew in Rivera, whatever. Of course he 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 had his own flaws too, but uh it was just, just sad to see something like that going on and, and it just I don't know, it's just it's just quite disappointing, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now he's a good player. I've seen, I had seen the news and, and frankly, I try to stay out of other people's business like that. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, you obviously you don't want anybody putting hand on yeah you know, on anybody on, going either way. Uh, so you hope everything is all right. But with him being on, on the field, um, I do think that you know being able to sit behind Roethlisberger for a little while is going to be able to help even if it is just a season. Um, And and since training camp's about to start, it may be perfect to kind of get some separation a little bit so he can focus on one thing at a time. But, yeah, I I had seen he had had gotten married or, you know, he had posted that one post. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, congratulations. And then this news came out. I was like, wow, that was a hectic week in Vegas. But, you know, hope all is well. Really do. What
0: happens in Vegas, I guess, now is public. But (laughs) you're you're right. It's like he's with. One of the one of the best to play the position at quarterback. He's with one of the greatest coaches of all time in Mike Tomlin, so the pieces are already there. It's just got it's. I, I'm such a fan of his. I really want him to do well, and it's just like these things just keep nipping at his heels. So
2: yeah.
0: I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Phil.
2: Um, I really don't, because it's it, it's one of those things where he's so young. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to say it's an established pattern yet. You know what I mean? It, 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 because a lot of things can happen in a short period of time um so i don't i don't hold it against them i don't um you know it, it, look we we've all had trifling women in our lives we've all had <laughs> we, we we we've had these situations and it always seems to happen like it, you know when one domino falls they all fall so i'm not uh, I, I just I hope that whatever the situation is, it can be resolved one way or the other. Either they can reconcile, or he says, "I'm not putting up with this. I'm out of here." Uh, whatever the case may be, uh, but I'm not gonna you know to knock the guy. We've all been in those relationships, or as Dane Cook once called them, relationships. Uh, you know, so it is what it is,
0: yeah. That, that's that's a good way to, to transition. We just want to say hi, Toan Redskins, uh, Redskins, WFT fan Ho. Thank you for joining the stream. Uh, Eric Burner, thank you very much. We, we appreciate the love. And uh, hey. Corey Sanchez, our band from uh, On the Warpath, always, always a friend of the show. Thank you for uh, for joining us as well. Um, so moving on to the uh, the next topic. So, so Anthony one of our beloved former wide receivers. So the team made some moves this off season in wide receiver, right? So they picked up, well, we'll go over, we'll just read the list. And we just want to hear your thoughts on who are you feeling in a wide receiver room? And uh, maybe who do you think might not make a list? Cause I'm about to spit off a lot of names and, and yeah. You know that there's not a lot of room in the wide receiver room. So we got Isaiah Wright. Steven Sims Jr. was on the team last year, had some flashes, some ups and downs. Cam Sims, also a, a young and uh, up-and-coming player. Uh, Curtis Samuel, who they got from Carolina. Uh, Dax Milne. Uh, Terry McLaurin, who, who deserves no uh, no explanation. We know about Mac. Adam Humphreys coming from the Bucks. Kelvin Harmon just coming off, uh, is it Achilles or ACL? I can't remember. ACL, ACL, yeah. Then they they uh, got uh, DeAndre Carter uh, unsigned for agent, uh, Tony Brown, and they drafted Deami Brown out of out of UNC. So that's the wide receiver room as it stands today. So, what do, what are you thinking about these uh, these wide receivers? And and what's your thoughts
1: on, on the team going into position next year? I love I love the additions. I can say that you can tell what the team is trying to put together. You know, uh, players that are able to one push the push the ball downfield. They got a quarterback that's willing to do it, uh, so that's good to add some speed. But if you go and you just put down like the top four, I mean, you got Terry, you got Curtis, you got you're gonna say Diami, and then you got to say Adam Humphreys. Just just going in, you gotta think that's your top four, right? They're not gonna keep more than six, probably. Right. Probably not going to keep more than six. So that leaves two spots available. And then there's a couple cats and I may have missed a couple moves in there. But I think out of the people that are left over, uh, Cam Sims is a, is a is a huge fan favorite. He's made some big plays all year. Um, so, you know, he's going to be a guy that is he if he's consistent. I think he's going to find himself a niche. Uh, Steven Sims. I, I want to see that guy make some make some plays. Uh, special teams. You got to get more consistent. You know, he's going to have to make some plays every single day and be consistent because people he, – he was he was kind of boom or bust, you know. It was just like he would make a really big play, but then he may fumble the ball. So bouncing back and forth from there, um, you know, he's going to have to show up. And then from the rest of the guys there, I mean, they just going to have to show up and be consistent every single day. I think it's more of an uphill battle because you have four spots that are probably sewn up barring any injuries like that, you know. Uh, but the good thing about this year – just for those players lower on the lower part of the the roster, they're playing preseason games again, which means you're auditioning for 31 other teams. Right. right? So, you know, before it was more of a, hey, either you make it or you don't, you know, and they expanded the rosters and that was great. Damn COVID. Yeah, right. But now you got preseason games. So whenever you're going against whatever team it is, you still have the opportunity to show up up and show out – and if, if you can't stick in Washington, you can mm-hmm. find yourself a job on another team. Um, I do think the, the big key for like the last two, maybe last three receivers is what are y'all gonna do special teams wise? Because right. Terry ain't playing special teams. Curtis ain't playing special teams. Nope. You may catch diami returning some kicks here or there, they might make him cover a kick or two, maybe, but it's gonna be them uh those those bottom two positions are gonna have to be like all over the field, punt coverage, punt return. Uh, Just doing what they have to do to be on the be on the roster, and they'll get a shot or two uh, whenever whenever they get to call their number. Do you think any of those guys
0: that you mentioned is a surprise cut? because put it this way when you were when you were playing, how many guys did they keep on the fifty three from in the position? Six, five, generally six. When they when
1: when I left in when I was released in twenty twelve, I think they kept like seven or eight, and that was insanely high um the The difference was that some of those guys really didn't play special teams. like they were they would make some plays throughout the game, but they really weren't doing as much on special teams. Um so that kind of messes with the numbers. Now if you get a if you get a receiver that knows the offense and can play special teams, like that person has a lot of value. Look at a guy like um what's his name? Matthew Slater. You know, he has, zero offensive like statistics but he plays special teams for he's been a pro bowler all his career so I'm not saying that they have to go that route but it helps to have some more tools in your in your um, in your toolbox but surprise cut honestly is it's truly if they ball out those guys ball out Steve Sims Cam Sims they ball out and then get cut that's a surprise cuz I honestly the league is, is more of a when you're at the bottom of the roster you may only get one shot you know what I'm saying? You may get one play, and they throw you in there, and if you mess it up, they may just write you off. They'll be like, see, I told you this is who this guy was. But if you get an opportunity and you make a play, and then they keep giving you opportunity, you keep making plays, now you're going to force their hand. They either have to play you or somebody else is going to want to pick you up whenever you get released and go on waivers. Right.
0: So yeah. I, I'll let Phil tell you who he
1: who he
2: thinks is going to make it and not make it. Go ahead. What
1: you got, Phil?
2: Well, here's the thing. I think you laid out the reasons why I think Cam Sims will make it. Besides the fact that we finally saw some flashes of everything we had heard about for years with him, he is an excellent gunner on special teams. Like he covers kicks, covers punts, both really well. And you need somebody who brings that to brings that to the table. And I think Cam does that. Plus Cam showed some playmaking ability. See, so like having that in the depth. Um, the guy I think who's not going to make it is Steven Sims. See, I don't think Steven Sims Jr. makes it because of the special teams thing, but from an opposite perspective, he was not a good returner. His average was mediocre. He fumbled and muffed a bunch of punts. Just he last year he was playing back there because nobody else could. Um, or you know, and and I don't know if they're going to use Adam Humphreys back there because Humphreys returned kick punts in his career, things like that. Maybe Danny Johnson, who showed up on kick returns, maybe a shot punt returns. I don't know, but I don't think Steven Sims brings anything to the table extra, so I don't think he makes the team.
1: That
2: I mean that's the big
1: point. Oh man, you got I mean, a jersey. We here.
0: we got We got We got to show some love to Eric Burner real quick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, see if see if I can't show you the picture uh, as we move along. Man, um, so hey, you, you got you got fans all over the place, and man, that's you know flattering. I told you. I appreciate, I, told,
1: <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that.
0: Um, yeah, but I, I'm kind of with Phil. I I don't know if um, Sims Sims not surprise cut, but it's just. What does Sims do that Humphreys doesn't do? I don't. Uh, Humphreys could play special teams. I mean, De'Ami Brown's a burner. Are they going to put him on special teams? I know a lot of times with with uh with rookies, you know, they they want to give them a lot of time to go. So I'm sorry, yeah. just like Fred's comment. Uh, yeah, we Fred. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a friend friend of the show. Fred. He always thinks that us. Uh, he, he's a he's a big Sims fan.
1: So okay, there's two get, you, Sims, you know what? He's right.
2: Sims both Sims
1: you talking about both Sims? Look, I, look I see, I, I'm, I'm always an optimist, right? I'm always an optimist. I'm going into it thinking that, you know, they got something to prove. Um, I remember she, what was it? It wasn't like I was like in the running to make it, but, you know, going from 20, 2000 and well, that was actually 2000. And I don't know, whatever year it was, I, they drafted like three receivers, you know, when I was there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like, and you see people get drafted at your position, like you, like well, man, what the hell? Like y'all told me one thing, but now y'all doing another. It's like okay, so he has to show up. He's got to step up. You know what I mean? It's going to be consistency. Now, now if you're going to say surprise cut, um, I don't know what was what was Humphrey's deal. Was it a one year deal? Was it like a three year? What 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 did he sign? Hey, this uh, is a, yeah.
0: this is this is a Eric Eric Berner's uh, jersey. He just DM'd it to me. I, I had to get let you show it. So I love Eric it, Berner. man.
2: Much love. Much I love. love
1: it, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate the support, man. I appreciate that.
2: But, big uh, time. uh, if Humphreys had a two year deal, I'm pretty sure it's what they signed right. him to. He got a two year deal. So, right. I mean, it's not, not going to on the first year. Yeah. You
1: say that. We just, we just talked about a quarterback <laughs> that we bailed on. You know what I'm saying? So I think the league has changed. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, the league has changed where they're they're willing to move past players, right? Like let's say let's say that both of the Sims come out and play really well. And then there's like a third guy who is doing what Humphreys does, but does a little bit more, right? right. And let's say Humphreys doesn't, he doesn't cover kicks. He's only a guy come in on third down, I get open, kind of like a Cole Beasley even though I know Cole's kind of opened his role a little bit, but, you know, he's kind of like a Cole Beasley, consistent third down presence. You know, you're trying to cover Terry. You're trying to take care of Curtis. You got one-on-one inside. If you can find another player that can do that and do a little bit more, now you got to say, well, hey, maybe we move Humphreys. You know, that could be a surprising move. Uh, But there's so many things that have to happen in between, like that just showing up, that it's – I, I don't even want to look at it now because there's just so many un, uh, un, unseen circumstances that could go down.
0: Right. And uh, and we got a we got another comment from toe. And I, I mean, he wants to know, did you play alongside Santana Moss?
1: I did. I did, man. I learned I learned everything from Santana. Just watching the way he worked, um, the way he took care of his body, like the recovery aspect of it. He 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 taught that you like you don't have to be sore and hurt because you're playing football, you know, he he invested heavily into staying on the field. And so I just was like, whatever you're doing, I want to do that. And I could see a a, a huge, huge improvement just in my recovery and being able to show up every week uh, after, you know, working with his people. And so just just shout out to Santana, man. He's probably, he's just like a big brother to me. You know what I mean? Being able to learn from him and just watch him. Watch him go out there and ball every single week. Plus they would double him and then I would have single coverage. And it was, yeah. it was a great symbiotic relationship. Over the top, open over the top. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Man.
0: And this is our man, uh, Justin Sawyer. He didn't uh, He didn't come in on the name, but yeah, he thinks Gandy Golden's going to make it. I personally would like Gandy Golden to make it out of, out of Liberty. I just think he has way too much athletic potential to, to not yeah. translate into something, but we'll just have to see. He, he didn't, I know he was injured last year, so he's the one I think that has the most to prove. He was what a third round, third round. I can't never, remember exactly. In the I'll, I'll, I'll
2: refrain from my nickname for we <laughs> have a former player in here, and I hate to, yo, and I never played in the NFL, so I can't sit here and talk trash about an uh-huh. NFL player in the presence of another NFL player. Uh, yeah.
0: but- <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That. Well, let's move on to the next topic. So now we're going to talk about right guard. We're going to talk about Brandon Sheriff. Um, he so he clearly today I think today at four o'clock was the four o'clock I forget what it was was the time for teams to get their franchise tags done and it just it didn't happen so right now he's playing on a I think it's 18 million dollar deal this is his second franchise tag a lot Kirk Cousins so we know they're not going to franchise him for third year next year and the right guard market has kind of it's been going up. The market keeps getting reset. I think the guy on the Eagles, the name escapes me. I think it starts with a T he's the number one paid uh, guard in, in the league. And he's, he's sitting at 16 and a half, I think. So the team must've saw something to say, listen, we're not, you know, we're not going to pay you this. And I don't know if sheriff is hoping that the cap is going to go back up because of COVID, which I think they're talking about it might next year. So I, I don't know, Phil, we'll go to you as the, as our resident lineman, uh, friend of the group you know what do you what do you think i i personally think sheriff is trade bait this entire year trading oh, before the absolutely. trade deadline
2: um and actually you're thinking brandon book brooks from brooks. philly okay. but uh joe Thune from kansas city is the one who's at 16 million um just a... <laughs> That's justin sawyer
0: he, oh, he went to college with it with okay
2: liberty okay cool okay and
0: <laughs> he said,
2: watch your mouth, Phil. All right. So continue. Uh, <laughs> but um I think Sheriff is, is he's trade bait at this point. You gotta get something for him. With all this money you've invested in him last year on the tag, he you know and all this. If he wants more money, then a guard should really get at this point. As far as how the market goes, if he wants to be the market leader, you can get guards who play, okay, maybe not all pro level, although I've debated that from last year, but um, you can get somebody who's a solid starter They can step right in, and they've got that already on the roster. You can get that for a lot cheaper Than 18 million, 20 million. I mean, he wants Trent Williams money. Yeah. It's really what it is. If he can't take 18 million, he wants 20. All right. Trent Williams is at what, 21, 23 right now? And Trent Williams is a left tackle. We're talking about a right guard. We're not even covering, we're not even talking about a blindside guard. We're talking about somebody who Fitz is going to be staring at as soon as he drops back to pass. Yeah. I don't think Brandon Sheriff should, if you let him play all season, and then he just goes then nobody's made an offer yeah not it should not be for lack of willingness to shop him at this point um, a shout out to I dev
0: dev coming in as one of our co-hosts anthony coming in as facebook user cuz he he didn't follow the acknowledged directions but that's cool shout <laughs> out to you dev welcome
1: <laughs> Appreciate it, Dev.
0: Hey, so did you ever think you live in a world where guards were making eighteen million dollars?
1: Man, just some of, the, some of the numbers all the way around. Regardless of the position, right. it's just like golly, you get paid a whole bunch of money. But I mean, truly, you know, I was thinking the other day, man, athletes, you're in a you're in a high level position, a lot of high, a lot of pressure to be able to just perform every single time. Like, hey, you got to get what you got to get. I do think that they're gonna they're gonna have to do something trade them, you know, worst case scenario. Um, I mean, Hey, if, if everything is going good, shoot, I might as well just, let's see how far we can ride with him and, you know, through the year and, and hopefully come up with a deal, but I agree. You probably do have to try to get some value for him. You know, fortunately a guard is a position that you're sandwiching between two guys. So either a, you're working with the center on, you know, on a little combo block, or you may be working with the tackle on a combo block. So it's not like you're out on the island, you know? And I think with, with solid coaching and we still got Callahan, right? Bill Callahan, right? No, he went to Cleveland. He's in, where'd he go? Cleveland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a hell of a coach, but I mean, you can coach up an O-line to work together in, in, in unity. You can get a guard to play really well and you don't have to have a superstar at that position. Um, I would love, obviously love to keep him, but. Hey, man, look, I can't pay you 20 mil uh, to play inside unless you're trying to change position. So if you want to switch over to left guard, let's talk turkey or left tackle. I should say let's talk turkey. But at this point, see see what you can get for him. You might can trade for him. Get a younger, maybe a younger guy, a draft pick or something like that. Find I, actually, position I think, think it would
2: be great if we got some draft picks just so you know, we can continue to build what we've got because we do have a fairly young roster. But. As someone pointed out, we got Wes Schweitzer. We've got Eric Flowers. We picked up Eric Flowers. And I had said that when we got Flowers, that I mean, my my immediate thought was, oh, we're getting rid of Brandon Sheriff. Why would you get a starting guard when you have a guy who played well as a starter down the stretch last season in Wes Schweitzer? And then you got Sadiq Charles, who they still plan on being a guard as well. So you've got guys that you're trying to figure into the equation. And you have this guy who's just trying to, you know, eat up salary cap. And so why not say, hey, thank you, thanks for the memories. We're gonna get a couple of draft picks for you. Go earn your money somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Send them, yeah. send them to send them to San Diego, send them to Kansas City, send them some far away from the NFC East. I <laughs> mean, look, I just
1: send send them to where you go get the best deal, really. I mean, yeah. it's it's a guard, you know, no disrespect, but it's not like you know, he's not gonna take over a game. Yeah, that's that's that
2: like some Jay Gruden right there.
1: Nah, <laughs> no, but I mean like okay, I, I don't see them. I, I don't see them making a trade and send them to Philly, you're not know, gonna send him to anywhere in the NFC East to be a yeah. trade. It's gonna take a cut and then somebody sign him, like Kerrigan, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean, I don't care how far you send them you know, you're going to find out what's the best deal for you. you He's going to start for somebody. Somebody's going to need a guard, you know, and you'll be able to get a a, a King's ransom for it. Yeah. And and everybody's going to be happy at the end of the day. So let's take a quick, quick
0: football break for a second. And I know, you know, based on your Twitter, you are a lover of of fine, fine spirits. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so, so what's your preferred beverage at the moment? What do you, what
1: are you into? Do you have any recommendations for, for anyone uh, at the moment? man. See, I'm now in, I've gotten into, like, really trying to appreciate, like, bourbons and whiskeys. Before, yeah. I would just drink them. You know what I mean? But now I try to appreciate them. I try to look for the complexities and the the, the nose and all the other jazz. Um, but, I mean, at the moment, I'm hell, I'm drinking something out of a coffee mug. So, like, I'm not all the way classy, right? I'm not yeah. all the way there. But I'm working my way. Like, this one is, yeah. a, this one is a Balcones expression uh, where they've Come uh, worked with Shinerbach, which is a okay. Texas Texas, a Texas yeah. Amber. And well. so they've like I think they they basically put the bourbon in like a, some of the Shinerbach barrels for like six yeah. months. So it has a different flavor. It's either you hate it or love it on this one. Right. Um big fan. I've been watching like a whole bunch of YouTubes on yeah. like bourbon, like the bourbon junkies, and just nice. I was just like just going hard on them, right? And then every time I would go out. I was like, oh, there's a liquor store. Let me go over here and see what they got." So I mean, I've come up on like an Eagle Rare and a Colonel Taylor, uh, but I really like, I really like that Woodford Reserve double double oak, double oak. That's a good. It's a great. That one. is a solid one. Um, yeah. One that surprised me was the the Old Forester 1920. Okay, that one right there, coming with a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of flavor, a lot of complexity. Right when it right when it hit your tongue. Yeah. Who? Um, what else? I mean, I, I frankly, I literally just was like, let me see what is out there, and I tried to grab a little bit of everything. Um, but like, the Old Forester line is really solid and it's always available. Yep. So like, if you're if you're looking to like try something different, the OF is good. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Trace is still good. But like like we're yep. learning, it's a great marketing. It's they're so good at marketing that it's so yeah. popular. But I fell into, I fell into the e, the Eagle Rare. I got lucky on that. Um, like a bottle of the Wellers with the green label fell into that, so I was nice. like, grab these since I got them. Um, you're you are quite the distinguished gentleman.
0: Our co host, Dev, he lives in Kentucky, so he's always ranting about the uh, the bourbon trail. If you ever down there get an opportunity, I need hit to this, go. hit the, Yeah, it, it's, on, it's on the bucket list. I'm drinking, uh, it's called Thomas St. Moore. This one's uh kentucky bourbon whiskey uh finished in chardonnay cast this one's this one was hard to find uh i went to my total wine and picked it up but i'm with you i don't i'm just getting into it but i always try to get something new something yeah. you know just to experiment and i'm not into whiskeys mostly just bourbons like straight, not straight whiskeys. Yeah, but i'm like a whiskey bourbons. guy yeah okay. whiskey the two more. There. there you go uh we got people saying you know screwball peanut butter i got
1: a bottle of that i, I drank a little bit it was too
0: sweet, too sweet for me. I don't like peanut butter like that, yeah,
1: man. I did. Get some, I got some of like the BSB, like the brown sugar bourbon. yep Um. I think I got like a hundred or hundred and three proof or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is very sweet. Cheers to you, sir. I can't,
0: can't. Uh, I can't shoot it. I'm a sipper. I like yeah, uh. Man. So Jefferson's Jefferson's Oceans, the Voyages are, are very good. Been, I got a twi- I got a twenty-two. Yeah. Oh, so good. Twenty-two. Yeah. I'm on twenty-two right now. I have a twenty-two one. Gone oh, through no. three different ones, and it, it's just cool because they tell you where it goes around the world and. uh uh, it's just a fun, fun thing to look because you can look it up where your where your barrel went overseas. I, it's one of my favorites to get into right now. I'm gonna grab one of those one day. Yeah, I, I I agree. We got some fans that like you know Knob Creek. Knob Creek uh, is solid. Never trust bourbon not made in Kentucky. <laughs> of course, hey, that, that, that's 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 Dev. <laughs> Knob,
1: Knob Creek is good. Uh, what yeah. did I have? Knob Creek. They have like a single barrel. They that do. One, they do. That's not bad. Like, I've had I've had a bottle. Thomas Dylan, Bird dog. I
0: got a. I got some bourbon. PJ jacket in my my little uh fake bar over there. And uh, I did want to go go back up and say uh, welcome to um uh who was it? It was uh, Corey Harris who joined us as well, saying uh happy to see Anthony on the the live stream. So that was our uh, little uh, bourbon break that we wanted to take for a second because you know I'm I'm a lover of bourbons and I knew you were you were too, so I had to bring it
1: up. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I'm always down All to right. have a. Have a little dram, right? Have a little sip. I got a, I got this like fitness thing I'm doing tomorrow. It's like competition, so I said I wasn't gonna have nothing to drink tonight. But since I'm all here kicking it, I said I, I will partake. Bit. Yeah, I will partake right quick. A little bit. I'll just make, um, there just
2: were, make they, you sweat a little more tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'll be good. It's at five thirty in the morning, so yeah.
2: I'll be all right. I'm gonna be all right. I mean, I gotta do back and shoulders tomorrow. I'll be all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so next topic is
0: moving on. Uh, there was a. There was a way, you know, prediction by, by a sports writer. I'll, I'll come up with a name in a second. But predicted the Washington football team to have the most sacks in the NFL this year. That's, that's saying a lot. You know, they didn't lead the league in sacks last year, but I think the defense was still pretty darn good. So that being said, Phil, what, what do you think about them predicting our team to be leading the league in sacks? Do we need to be leading the league in sacks to be we don't successful? Need to
2: be, we, we don't need to be leading the league. Could we? Is it a good possibility? Yes. I think we have the potential. I think that having someone like Jamin Davis, the middle linebacker, does help with a lot of that mid-range coverage that we kind of lacked um, as far as covering tight ends and so forth. So having somebody with that kind of speed and swiftness back there, either in coverage or coming on the blitz, does help. uh, And just – reducing the amount of time a quarterback has to throw. So do I think we could? Absolutely. Do we need to? Not necessarily. Now, if you're top five, top you know, seven, that that should be the minimum is you want to be in that upper echelon. You don't have to be number one, but you want to be sniffing number one. Yeah. I agree.
1: Think? Yeah. I agree. I th- but I think – I think the one thing that's gonna help if 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 we're gonna get to having the most sex is gonna be that back end. Right? Being able to lock somebody up, you know, they got a lot of corners. That's another deep position, right? That you're like, who who's gonna be the odd man out? Like they gotta let somebody go. And it's gonna right. be somebody who's gonna get let go who's probably gonna go start for another team. Like it's that type of a situation. And when you have the ability to get up in you know in people's faces and place a man. Um you got some safeties over the top, and then hopefully Davis comes in and can please Lord cover a tight end. Like just cover <laughs> a tight end
2: please. and
1: take just try to take away the quick throws. You know, you can they're they're gonna try to get the ball out quick to negate, uh, you know, sweat and young and just the whole front. Yeah. So it's it's gonna it's going to be it's gonna be like a literal full team effort to lead the league in sacks, right? Right. If the offense is scoring points. Then the the, uh, the opposing offense has to drop back. Now you have a better chance to hunt at court at, at at the D line. Right. If the offense don't score points, the other team is trying to run it. They get to do their quick game. You're not getting to the quarterback. Right. So you tie these things together. Now we're going to start talking about racking up some stats. Right. So having been a player on the field, this is why I'm, I'm so
0: we're so blessed to have you. So you know, a good lineman, a good line can be a byproduct of a great secondary, and a great secondary can be a byproduct of a, of a, of a great defensive line and they got to kind of be in tune together. And if chase or Montez goes down, we won't lead the league in sacks period. My, my personal belief. And, and that's a true test of whether your secondary is really good. Those coverage sacks. I mean, that makes, that's a big deal, right? Oh, I'm mean, absolutely getting, 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 uh plastered by
1: a DB, right. That's got to get you pretty upset. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been there. It's not fun. Yeah, right. But like a smart DB, they know, like they understand the full-on blitzes that are going on. They understand how fast people are getting to the quarterback. And I mean, if you look at like a great DB like D. Hall, you know, he 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 jumps a lot of stuff because he 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 understands what's going on on the offense and on the defense and where the ball needs to come out quickly, so you can anticipate these different things. So yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see. I'm like I'm excited to see what uh, what's the young cat uh, juice Yeah. Ben Saints. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm excited. I keep seeing his name pop up on, on like every tweet. You know, saying he's having a day, and um, I, I, I'm excited to see when it's unscripted, mm-hmm. because I'm always, I'm always nervous about it. Was if it's just scripted all the time? Sure, everybody looks great. Yeah, I want to see it whenever there's no. You don't know what they're gonna call. You don't know what the next play is. Just get mm-hmm. out there unscripted and play ball. That's that's gonna be the true testament. Not jerseys and shorts. It's not it's not it's not even jerseys and shorts. It's just literally like if I know, you know, hey, like most of the time in practice, you're gonna have it scripted, 10, 15 plays, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You you go through a walkthrough. A lot of times that's the script from practice. So you know I have play number three through five, and then I've seen a hitch, a slant, and then a go. And so whenever people practice, I've, I've seen a guy earn a starting position for a game by playing the hell out of the script. And it was like, I'm like, dog, you're not getting any better. Right. Like, I haven't even broke on the route yet. And you're already breaking on, the, on what I'm supposed to run. Yep. First three plays in the game. I think it was like he got beat on the pass and there was like two pass interferences. He got pulled before the quarter was even over. And mm-hmm. I'm like, see? That's the type of thing. Now I'm not I I am I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm I'm hopeful that the young fella's out there just he's just locking people down, you know. Yeah. But once you start seeing different players, like he's going to get his confidence up, which is huge. But when it's unscripted, that's going to be the true test. I'm I'm excited to see him get out there and play.
0: Yeah. As a receiver, did you mind press coverage or did you rather the the DBs played 5 yards off of you? And Part two of that. It seems as as that time frame when you were on the team, some of our DBs were playing twelve yards off the ball. Yeah, man, what, what
1: were they thinking? Man, they, they running what they were called one or or the pit. Well, if they were going against me, they might have backed up because I was going to run by them, right? That's right. But, that's right. Um, so I'll say this: I didn't. I didn't like. I don't like going against press just because mm-hmm. it's frustrating, and that's yeah. generally what you're going to see is that against a fast guy, they're going to get up in your face. And they're going to try to slow you down at the line of scrimmage as much as possible. Um, If you give a fast guy some room to run, all you is trouble. Um, So the more space you have, the more ability you can try to manipulate that DB. But if you can win at the line of scrimmage, that's, that's the first most important spot. The second spot is at the top of the route. Um, So being impressed is, is, it's 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 also slight slight slap in the face they like we finna lock you down so yeah yeah you know you got some dogs on offense that that are willing to get out there and make some plays um nowadays i mean shoot i'd love to see some press be nice and nice and patient with it that's the way people run their routes now even more patient than ever taking their time off the line of scrimmage um but you really you really really if you're going to play press you got to be able to have forget that you got beat on the previous play because you got to come back there and do it again and act like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And that's what DBs are weird like that, man. Yeah. Hey For, for, the, <laughs> uh,
0: for the next talki- topic, I'm going to, I'm going to turn this over to Phil. Uh, but as you know, so it, you don't know this, but our man Phil over here is he's one of the elected fan ambassadors. So the team chose him to be one of our fan ambassadors to reach out, gain input, talk to the fans and then go back and reconvene with the team. And they're doing all these focus groups and Phil, I think one of Phil's focus group is cul- culture. Was it culture? Culture, Yeah. Culture. So, uh, you know, the name thing is, is, is here, it's upon us. Everybody's talking about it. And Man. the latest thing, Jason Wright came out and talked about warrior. So Phil, I'm, I'm gonna turn it over to you and, and let's, let's hear what you got to say.
2: So Jason Wright said that warriors is out as a name, uh, because they don't want to tie anything to native American imagery. Um, and I get that. Um, I, I, I think that was a bit, I didn't like how they said that because, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the name warriors. I, you you don't have to play that to native American imagery, but whatever. I understand that they have some tribal leaders. They've been in contact with regarding this whole name thing. And they talked to them about warriors and they apparently those leaders said, uh, uh, if you're not doing Redskins, you're not doing Warriors. Um, so, okay, whatever. And immediately, immediately, here come the Red Wolves, people. <laughs> I hate, uh, let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you, all right, and I said this on Twitter, all right. Red Wolves, okay, and here's the thing. If you're my age, maybe a little younger, you know, you come from the era of, you know, Little League Baseball and and AYSO Soccer, Optimist League Basketball, all this stuff. And Red Wolves is just a name that your little band of 10-year-olds would have come up with because you were on the red team and <coughs> – you wanted to come up with a better name for yourself than Red versus Yellow. So you're the Red Wolves. They're the Yellow Jackets. Those are the Blue Bombers. <laughs> this is the Green Machine. It's And, and here's the thing. This say, all right, Team Red, what do you want to call yourselves? Red Wolves. And then you got, you know, you've got Tim and Karen sitting in the back of their Subaru Ascent, sipping Starbucks, going, Go Red Wolves, while watching a little Bradens and Kyles go out there and run around the field aimlessly. Bradens and Kyles. So how
0: how do you Anthony, what 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 do you think about this whole name thing? I mean, we don't need to talk about the, the Redskins names. What do you think about the current state
1: of the name? Yeah. Oh uh, but Phil, you're hilarious one. <laughs> that <laughs> is killing me. So the following like the name, the whole name and renaming, I do agree with Jason uh on the fact of that they I can tell that hey, let's just distance ourselves from Native American imagery, not in a disrespectful way, right? It's just saying, hey, we've already been through a whole bunch of drama. We don't want to bring up the drama again. And and I can appreciate that. I think that is smart. Uh you definitely gotta keep the colors. Um, because, hey, it's burgundy and gold. You know, you got to be able to lock that in. You don't want to change it. You don't want to rebrand completely, you know. Uh, Plus, there's a lot of folks that may still have, they still have their old original stuff and the colors still match. So it's like, it's no big deal. Um, When we were going through the names, uh, Warriors, that's not, that wasn't a favorite of mine anyways. Um, And I had a hard time really finding a name that I could really just like, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Um, it, what, what was the one? I forget the one that, that was like it was a it was a, it was an aerial one. Um. I think it had the, the Red, T- oh, Red Tails. Red Tails. Yeah. The Red Tails. I was like, no, nah, I don't really like that one. I couldn't. I, but I liked I liked the connection. And I was like, OK, you know, I, I love what you're what you're trying to do. Didn't really like it as a name. Red Wolf started to grow on me. It started to grow on me because I mean, you started thinking about the defense and they're hunting, and then you could just hear the, the, the howling and like I could I could see that being a thing, and I could see that making sense. But then as the season went along, I was like, "What if we just left it as the Washington football team?" Because because here's the thing, Phil. Look, here's the thing. You still you still got the you still got the Super Bowls, right? You're still yeah. NFC's champion. You still got the burgundy and gold. You're going to call them Washington anyways, right? Everybody's like, well, yeah. who's, who's the football team? Washington. It's just Washington. Who you playing? you playing Washington, right? You don't got to be like, oh, I'm playing the Red Wolves. Like, who? who are the Red Wolves? When I'm playing Madden and you change the team, I don't know who the Diablos are. I don't know. Like, who? who is the team that switched? It's Washington football team. You can own that. Like, you can make that what you want it to be. You don't have to be following up behind, you know, a wolf and all this other stuff. I I could see I I, I could go with either one of those two, frankly, but I was I'm kind of was pushing like, hey, stick with Washington football team and just own it. Just make it what it is.
2: I'll say this. I'm not the biggest fan of Washington football team, but I will say this. I'm going to credit Steve for at least being smart enough to, to run a good gimmick with it because he always throws up the hashtag no name but team. And I thought, you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of WFT, but that's kind of dope. I'll Z? give them credit on that. That that's something you can you can you can run with. And uh, so, Steve, you, you need to start patenting some of this marketing acumen you have. Me too. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the W, like I could dig the big W hat. Like yeah. that was
1: that was bomb. You know what I'm saying? And then I saw the 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 the, the comment said they want a red, white, and blue alternative jersey. Yeah. It's so easy to just be Washington and then have a red, white, and blue alternative.
2: I actually, Maybe. it's funny because I think that I understand it, and it's funny because I'm the biggest proponent of make sure you don't forget the history of this team in the process of pivoting the the franchise name and direction. Don't forget the history you have, but I do feel that when you when they said that we're going to keep the colors burgundy and gold, I thought you're really starting to limit yourself here. Yeah, I. When, when this all first happened, I threw out the idea of let's make it a big concept. All right. Call it freedom. Cause everybody, whatever it means to you, it means something to you. Right. I said, you star spangled shit out of this team. And then you say, this is America's team. And just stick it to your, your old foes in Dallas. You, you have, so, you know, and I said, that was, that's an idea. Sticking with the, uh, the burgundy and gold does limit your options before you start getting the names and color schemes that just look weird. Uh, you know, like I, I've seen, I saw a mock-up for the name monuments. And I'm like, what, what, what? Monuments? And we got, you know, a burgundy background with a gold Washington monument. Amazing. Well, the Washington monument's white, people. It's not gold. <laughs> but, I mean, the There's DC skyline... The but DC then again, people make me great. suggestions, live out north, Virginia, and they never set foot in DC.
1: <laughs> hey, the DC, but the DC <laughs> skyline, like I've seen a lot of the mock-ups. So there's, there's a lot of good ideas out there.
2: There yeah. are. There definitely are. And I, and I and I will give this the Red Wolves people do a great job in marketing that name with a lot of mock-ups. And it's an easy name to mock up. I just, the name sounds very juvenile to me. Um, and everybody points to online polls, people. I said this once. I say it a thousand times. Don't follow online polls. Online polls told us that neither Donald Trump or Joe Biden were going to win the presidency last, last year. It was going to be Joe Jorgensen, and she was going to get 300 electoral votes. And she got 1% of the vote, the, the popular vote. So online polls are easily manipulated. Keep that in mind when yeah. you see these things. If you have a good organized push... You can manipulate these things. I've seen them do it. They share links yeah. amongst themselves, things like that. I'm not going to get into some of the questionable people that are pushing this name either. I've already talked about that. But I get it. Like I said, it's an easy mock-up. But some of the mock-ups I've seen for Red Tails have been really dope. I saw one for uh, for Revolution that I really liked. Yeah. Um, so I've seen some great mock-ups. And credit to the fan base There are some really creative people out there doing things and making submissions. Um, So whatever we go with, I hope that they do use something inspired by one of these fan submissions and credit that person. I would love that because I think that that is a good way to endear yourself to the fan base. So.
1: Yeah, fair enough. People love mascots and whatnot. That's the thing. Like, like, Don't get tied to it being whatever mascot it is. Like, you know, you're going to call it Washington. Like, like There's a mall down here that used to be called Redbird Mall, Redbird Mall, Redbird Mall, Redbird Mall. And then another developer called it and they tried to change it to like Southwest Center Mall. And that name never stuck. They were like, that's Redbird Mall. Like, I don't care what you call it. That's Redbird Mall. This is forever going to be Washington regardless. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. Instead, of you try to say, "Oh, it's it's the poodles, it's the it's the jackrabbits, it's the the wild turkeys, it's the wild hog." Don't matter. It's still gonna be Washington. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, it, shout it, out to oh, my
0: uh, my cousin Jeff Runyon, join joining the live stream, and and Derek Manning, thanks for joining us. Um, and and Derek's right, and and you can attest to this. We just need football, right? And and winning yeah. cures everything. So it doesn't matter what they're gonna choose at the end of the day. Me personally. I don't care. I could deal with Washington football team. It, it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, winning does cure everything, what you're doing on the field, but there's been but, a, lot of, a lot of backlash going on. Lately, I am, I am, go I am going to go on record. I am going to go
2: on record on this because Justin Sawyer said he can't rate. wait for my reaction when it is Red Wolves. <laughs> First of all, it will not be – there will be no Red Wolves. Jason Wright came out and said Red will not be in the name – Anywhere. We are not doing that. You might get wolves. She's not getting red wolves. Um, And Derek, I, I'm sick of it, too, to be honest with you. But I engage with it because we are in the doldrums of the offseason. There's no free agency going on. There's no camps. There's no nothing. There's no draft. We got nothing to talk about. <laughs>
1: you're like, well, uh, what, 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 would she,
2: what would she call? What would we
1: call them? Yeah. I mean, it's Washington all day. Um, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's still, gonna it's still gonna be Washington. I, I, I still
2: football. would like DC Defenders, baby.
1: Yeah, I just I mean, I, I mean, Steve, me, and Steve,
2: we're on that wagon.
1: I mean, <laughs> like, I can, I can dig that. Boy, you don't even play in DC. Hey, Landon, I mean, and, I, right. and obviously, yes, don't play in Washington, <laughs> sure, but yeah. at least they used to. Yeah. But like some some of the names, I mean, I played in the arena league, but like some of the names sound like like it's a semi-pro team name, yeah, it's yeah. like. And it just it doesn't sound like right, mm. you know? but you're right.
0: There's no one name. I'm with you that jumps out. And I'm like, you know what? That's the one. There, I, there hasn't been one yet to me. And w- w- when you when you lived here, did everyone live in
1: Ashburn or that general vicinity out there near near the facility? As far as I know, I think maybe the furthest up you had maybe a few folks would be like kind of going towards Leesburg and or- yeah. Uh, some guys, when they came in, if they didn't know no better, they found themselves like a condo down and like resting a little bit further in towards the city. Yeah, um, I think they quickly re- uh, regretted that because yeah. uh, the traffic up there is crazy. It's Good bad. Lord. It, has, it hasn't changed at all. I mean, I stayed, <laughs> I stayed as close to the facility as possible. Um, right. And I was like, man. How was, that commu- how was
0: that commute to FedEx Field, though?
1: <sighs> man. All the way it was, around I mean, yeah man it was like it was like an hour just to get yeah. out you know we stayed at the Gaylord and um that's what I was gonna ask just had to you know pack a pack a bag or you know either oh, ride the they, bus they, over there and
0: okay I gotcha. Is that yeah, standard practice that's standard yeah. practice
1: everyone goes to the Gaylord state is yeah. that a team team mandated thing oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so the night before the game you know yeah you had to report by I don't know like five or six or something like that for the, whatever the first meeting was you had to be there by that so yeah, you before
2: know. before the Gaylord existed, the team actually, if I understand correctly, stayed at Marriott Wardman Park, which is up on Connecticut Avenue. Mm. And that's when they were going to FedEx or going to uh, RFK. Okay. Um, yeah. Which, if anybody knows anything about DC traffic in DC, that was probably still you know a solid 30, 45 minute drive on yeah. some days. But I mean, it was still they were staying. The stadium was in on one side of DC; they were just on the other side of DC. Yeah, I guess I was, they were yes, staying in Southeast. I'm glad to hear that yeah, practice hasn't changed. <laughs> No,
0: I'm down there all the time. I have a ton of friends live in Southeast. Hey, moving on to our uh, our final topic here. So way too early draft on Breach Report. You know why? Because, hey, we, we talk about this stuff. They have us. Me, so me personally, we're going to be a good team next year. We're going to be so good that we're going to be in quarterback purgatory again. We're going to have a top 15 draft pick, and we're going to be exactly where we were last year. There we are this year, and we're going to be like, who's our quarterback in the future? So the guy who wrote Bleach Report uh, draft has us drafted a, quarter, a quarterback, Kyrie. A Elam out of Florida. I think it's crazy to, to, for them to mock us another cornerback when we already have Fuller, we already have uh, Jackson and, and St. Juiced and all these uh, other guys that, are, that like, you, like like Anthony said, the, the DB room's going to be full. I, why, I don't know why they would mock us a cornerback. And, and Two, why would we not try to make a move for a, a quarterback next year? What, what do you think, Anthony?
1: Man, I'll say, honestly, I, I don't want to chase the quarterback position. Okay. Be- because, and this is, this is, I'm probably like the minority in this because I think a lot of folks, and I heard it this past year, people were like, don't win. We don't want to win. We want a better draft pick so we can get a quarterback. I'm like, dog, you've been down the same road many, many years. Why do we want to continually draft a quarterback and hope that that guy is just going to flip the switch and turn the entire thing around. Now you actually have, uh you're on your lunch break. Oh, I guess not necessarily lunch like time, but lunch break. So I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> yes. in, Dev. Yeah, Dev. Oh, he works at the right he works there. at the Corvette plant in Kentucky. So he's he's, he's a good oh,
0: okay. guy to know.
1: Already. He's making yeah. those new Corvettes. Nice. <laughs> uh, but not like I don't. You don't want to always have to grasp at straws and be at the top and take the next you know big quarterback because there's only three or four available. Like you don't have to force your hand. Hell, build a team. Let's build a team to where, hey, you know, you can put in a quarterback and he's going to be successful because because we can run the ball, we can throw the ball, and it, it doesn't have to be all on his shoulders. You don't have to have that guy come in and just lift this team to the higher level just by showing up. Like, hey, I think, I think Fitz is going to do all right. Do we need to get a quarterback for the future? Sure. You know, could it be Heineke? Possibly. But it's going to take a lot of, you know, he's going to have to do a lot of work. But Heineke can have success if the defense is balling, if the receivers get open, if we can move the ball and just run and get, you know, we're not asking him to be Tom Brady. He don't have to be Tom Brady. And I yeah. think the way this team is built, you don't need a quarterback to be just like lights out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock this thing out. You need, you need the team. You need no names. You need just the team to come together. You see what I'm saying, yeah.
2: Steve? I see how you <laughs> did that. You worked that in there.
1: What, you, what you think, Phil?
2: He's absolutely right. I don't want to chase. The only way you go after the quarterback is if a lot of chips fall in the right place. Maybe you get a boatload of picks for Sheriff, right? And you can bundle some of those to move up and get a quarterback. I hate the idea of trading away what you've already got or what you're going to have. But if you have extra picks, then yeah, bundle that and and see if you can move up if there is somebody there you absolutely want don't chase somebody as a project you get the guy that you you say i that is who i want don't get someone just because i have to get someone desperation never bodes well all right um we've done that in the past and and did not work out well i mean it's an expensive mistake but like let's think about this uh Oh,
1: okay. I see that quote. What was my favorite city to play in? So I'm from the Dallas area. Um, so it was always fun to come home just to get to see family. Uh, favorite city to play in Philly. Philly had a great atmosphere just because like literally on the board, this is my funny Philly story on the board in the locker room. It said, we're going to get back to that quarterback. Cause I have a, I have a potential person, but it said it said, wear your helmet entering and leaving the field because fans have known to throw stuff. <laughs> I I literally I saw that on the whiteboard. I think I took a picture on my phone and I kind of giggled because I was like, wow, they, oh, they really you know warning And so I'm warming up pregame. I got my headphones in, I'm doing my thing, and then out of nowhere, bam, I get hit in the head. I didn't look up because I was like, Can't show weakness, right? Can't show weakness. I'm on enemy territory. So I just kind of worked my way up the tunnel in my head. I'm like, what the, what just happened? Somebody threw something early, like there's nobody in the stands. It was Santana trying to get my attention and he had thrown a football and he's not the most accurate, but that day, (laughs) right in the ear hole. Um, I had a hit. I thought I was deaf because all I heard was a ringing over here. And my headphone fell out. I heard music on one side. I didn't know what was going on. Um, I love playing in Philly just because the fans were crazy. Uh, Seattle was fun. Because hell, I, I mean, I got to catch that touchdown on it. That Seattle had to be fun
2: for you. That, that was, was an
1: experience. Like I blew those kisses to the fan, but I was kind of blowing kisses to the to the coaching staff too, um, just because I'm like, you can't play me for like four plays and think you're gonna hold me down. I'm gonna still get this done. Um, <laughs> so I loved I love playing. I, I, honestly, everywhere, my whole NFL career was like a kid a kid living his dream, in 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 the craziest sense every time i was like wow that's charles woodson wow that's ray lewis you know like every single week i was like man like these are people that i have seen play for so long and to line up against them or you know be on the field or share a locker room with them i was just i was pretty much starstruck my whole career if we if we being real
0: yeah we got another guy who's your favorite teammate
1: favorite teammate man i have so many um i talked to i talked to a few of them uh darrell young Probably one of my top yeah. teammates. Bring uh, back the fullback. Bring yeah, back the fullback. He, but see, he was – so like his story, like he he was kind of like me. He just kind of played everything. Yeah. He used to be a linebacker, and then they moved him to fullback, and then, he, and then it stuck. Um, so he's a great dude. Santana, obviously. Uh, I, it was really good, connected with like Jabbar, uh, Gaffney, Dante yeah. Stallworth. Um, shoot. Those are just a few of the names that pop up. Yeah. I mean, I, it was so much fun to – yeah. Terrence Austin was a lot of fun to, to play ball with. This short time in Washington, um, but the, but back to that quarterback one. What if I mean, there's a I mean, there's a guy out in San Francisco who Jimmy G? could be very available. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now I'm not I'm not like a huge Jimmy G fan, but if you're looking at you got to get a quarterback. You want a quarterback? You got some experience but you also don't have to put everything on his shoulders. That's, now, how, he's, that's how he's thrived, his, his career. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's fine. If, if we can say, hey, we're not looking for you to do anything crazy. Just manage the game. Hand the ball off, throw it to Gibson for the screen, get the ball to Terry. Don't mess up. The defense is going to set you up to look good. I think yeah. that could make sense. I feel you. I feel you. Is that Dev saying that no, Jimmy G. That's uh, Justin Sawyer. Justin, Derrick, Dev look, back I feel you. I Justin. feel you, man. I feel you. I feel you. I'm. I'm not. I'm not sold on Jimmy G. That's not going to be like stand on the table, fight for Jimmy. It's just one of those guys where he ain't going to be there forever. Right. They drafted. They, they drafted his replacement, yeah, Trey Lance. And, and it's only time until they make that switch. So yeah. is it this year? Or is it going to be next year? Because Jimmy is going to be a big trade. You know, he's going to have some trade value because he's a quarterback. Yeah, maybe Sheriff can go out there. Jimmy can come over here and call it. You pay. know, <laughs> you might be able to get a swap. Get a get a get a swap. Get a swap. Uh, a good swap right there. I mean, hey, you figure it out. Y'all got to figure out how to pay him. Yeah, Jimmy ain't no Rex Grossman. Man, I love Rex. Rex was on that list too. Yeah, Rex is a great teammate, man. He'd yeah. like give you this look, and you knew he was throwing you the ball.
2: I have a feeling. Here's here's the. I have a feeling that um that I uh, I have a feeling that um, Fitzpatrick is very much in that Rex mode, except makes less mistakes than Rex is known to. He doesn't throw as many bad interceptions, but he's that same. I'm chucking it to hell with it. Yeah, I'm going deep.
0: Unleash yeah. the dragon. The sex yeah. cannon. Hey, now we got people. My cousin Jeff commenting on our hair. Listen, I'm bald. I wear these things all the time. I sweat profusely. You know, With boss bald head. We don't have anyone to soak up the sweat. So, you
1: know. (laughs) So so I guess we're going to talk
2: about facial hair and how I got this thick, luscious beard going on right now. (laughs)
1: And this is all I got, man. 38 (laughs) years of life, bro. This is it. I don't, hey. I don't, I don't complain though. I don't, complain. Yeah, but I don't said, you,
2: you, you know what you fit dudes with the, with, with the fade and everything else going on. You're all right.
1: Hey man, I appreciate you, you it. You're right. I appreciate <laughs> it.
2: So
0: Anthony, before we close out, let's, let's talk about what you got going on, um, in your life right now. So are you still doing Camp Gladiator? How, how's that going?
1: Camp yeah, Gladiator is good, flight. man. Camp Gladiator is good. It's a, so CG, that's a outdoor, it's adult boot camp, right? It's for adults. Generally outdoors, uh, but we obviously with last year they quickly pivoted and, and implemented a virtual uh, aspect of it. So y'all can train uh, virtually over a, over Zoom uh, with me if you want to train with me. I'm, I'm at eight fifteen Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. Um, Is that uh, Central, Central Time? time. Yeah, Central so y'all got to be okay. up late. You got to be up late to come get it get get it in with me. But um, you have you have options literally all throughout the day. Um, It's a great community of people, uh, like minded folks. Eventually, we're going to make our way up to that area. uh, But that's like in like twenty twenty four. So me and the wife, we're both trainers with CG also doing real estate. Been doing that for seven years. I've been able to help help some former athletes. I'm I'm like three for three on like Redskins fans uh, houses, either like generally I have the buyer. And unbeknownst to me, the seller is a Redskin or was a Redskin, a Washington fan. Sorry. Yeah. Um, So uh, that's been pretty cool to just kind of interact with different folks. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know you. And I'm like, why didn't you call me to list your house, man? I had to chase (laughs) you down to buy it, but I'd love to listed it for you. So, yeah, man, I'm just finding a way to stay busy. Yeah, you know? that,
0: that's great. Yeah, I lived in Texas for uh, almost four years in El Paso, and I was shocked at the amount of, of at the time Redskins fans. They were everywhere, yeah. everywhere. I was completely shocked. I, I think I, I thought I'd be in a sea of of
1: Cowboys jerseys, but it was crazy. Nah, and they they roll deeper in Dallas too. They just if a, a Washington fan in Dallas and a Washington and a DC and a Cowboys fan in DC are like two different, totally different people, right? Cowboys fan in DC think DC stands for Dallas Cowboys and they're gonna let you know about it. Yeah. Washington fans here, they kind of a little bit more low-key. They don't they don't say nothing. You just may catch a hat every now and again. You like, hey, you, uh, so you you a fan of Washington? All right. My big test is I go up and I say, I say HTTR. Yeah. And then some of them are like, What's that? And I'm like, see Hater, you're is this the funk. for hater? <laughs> I like, see, you faking oh. the phone, man. Sometimes people don't know yeah. what the HTTR is. Um, and I haven't changed it to HTT but yeah, you know, it's always going to be burgundy and gold though. Right. Yeah, that's right. The B and G.
0: All right. Well, as we close this one down, um, we'll go ahead and do some shout outs. So, so Phil, you have any shout outs for anyone in particular?
2: Um, shout out to DeMar Daisy who I see didn't show up today. Even though I told him he needs to start paying more attention to the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out to all the, the, the Red Wolves fans out there. I may disagree with you, but I still love you. I do. But, uh, you know, it, honestly, shout out to, uh, we've got a lot, of, again, tons of new members of the Facebook group. Hope you check it out the stream, even if you're not making comments. You know, hope you check it out, you know, on a replay, whatever case may be, YouTube. Um, you know, we've, we've seen some, some growth in the group lately, and I'd like to see that continue and more people getting involved in discussions. So shout out to all y'all who are contributing.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Anthony, do you have any shout outs you want to, you want to pass along? Anyone, anyone in particular? Sure, Anything man. Like?
1: Shout out to y'all for having me on. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. Um, always good to chop it up. You know what I mean? Always good to chop it up and, my boy got an ear infection, so I get a little break. Ooh. He been, I've been yeah. on, he been, he been on me all day. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, my, my whole left side is just sagging. But shout out to the doctors for giving us that amoxicillin to get him, get him hey. fixed up. But Ant-
0: uh, antibiotics are a great thing.
1: Hey, absolutely, absolutely. But now, shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to everybody yeah. tuning in, and shout out to the team. Yeah, right? shout out to the team. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good season. Okay, I feel good about it. I think that the, the culture is different. You know, everything is different about it. It doesn't have that same old, same type of vibe to it. So I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to what they got going on.
0: Yeah. I got one of the Eric's talking about a shout out to Sean Springs and Rock car <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Rock another, Cartwright. another, another great fullback in in, in the game, return some kicks. Sean Springs was a great cornerback as well. Absolutely, you know, He's still doing the, the analyst thing. Hey, Derek, thank you. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh Derek, Eric, Jeff, Justin, Dev, uh, and everyone else who, who joined the live stream. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And big shout out to Anthony. Thank you so much for joining us, bro. We we really appreciate it. Um, we always love love chopping it with you. We can't wait to talk to you again here
1: here pretty yeah, soon. Absolutely. Let me get past this a little thing and then maybe I have two glasses with y'all next. Yeah, time. let's go. And if there you haven't go. done so, uh, go go check out
0: Camp Gladiator and um, follow Anthony Niel on Twitter at Mister Armstrong thirteen. So go here's, give him here's, a follow. Here's,
1: here's what I'll do for you, Steve. I'll, I'll send y'all some. Uh, I'll make a code for y'all. I right? yep. just for y'all to give out to your fans. Um, so it'll be like they sign up and then they'll, they'll get like a free, free four weeks of camp. So let's go. I'll hook y'all up. That's like Ooh. a 200 something dollar value, man. Yes. Let's Just go. To get nice. your money. Yeah, Let's man. Right, get your workout on. You got to stay That's fit. Right. You got to stay in shape. Take care of yourself. That's right. All right.
0: Well, Anthony, once again, thank you so much. And we'll we'll make sure we um, we, we get that out to everyone. Um, Fan of the fan of the fan of ours, and we 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 love what you do, and we hope to see you soon. Well, hopefully, we got to talk again soon, especially as we get closer to camp and then uh, as, as the season starts to kick off. And we are our small group here on the watch football Acts. So we we're going to be uh, taking a group trip out to Vegas here at the in December for the Raiders game. So we figured December 5th, man. why not? Right? When in, when in Rome, I know as a family man, I don't get to travel that much anymore, so man. Might as well make it a trip,
1: man. I man, I want to go to Vegas too, man. Yeah, you Dang. should join us. Come on out, December fifth. You know I got it in my mental. It's in my mental Rolodex. Yeah, um, am I gonna be able the to make
0: it? Stadiums off the chain. Supposedly, I can't wait to see it. It better be, Shoot, It's like a brand new. Yeah, it, it better be ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I hope so.
0: And then you know what? That'll be us in twenty twenty
2: seven. Seven. Yeah, something like that. Seven is that twenty seven? I think.
0: Yeah. Hail to the band. And just so you know, we are two shows ago. I had a friend of mine because, you know, I'm in the D.C. area named Chop Chop. He's he's been a, a 20 year band member. So, you know, they're talking about dissolving the the band. Uh, with the culture moving forward so it's a big debate you know but i wanted to bring him on to tell his case and talk about how important it is you know the band is to the team and so it sparked a lot of controversy on twitter i'm not gonna lie but you know i'm just sticking up for a friend i want his voice to be heard and they feel like they should be part of the new culture so um i don't know how you feel about the band but you know the band's near and dear to my heart as a former season ticket holder i I, I love the band and hopefully they can integrate them somehow in the future but um, that's the band references if you if you go back and, and see them so I got um, you. I mean yeah. I
1: would I would say I would say you know keep 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 the band involved. You know what I mean?
0: 1937. It, yeah,
1: it's 1937. not it's, a, it's not a it's, it doesn't have to be anything negative around that. Like keep right. the band involved, you know. I you just, they're obviously gonna probably change the songs. Yeah, so that's fine. But I'd say there's nothing wrong with keeping the band involved. Yeah, no doubt. Keep them out there. Hail to the no band. Doubt. That's right.
0: Hail to the band. Hail to, <laughs> All to right. the band. We're going to shut this one down. Once again, episode 79, dedicated Jim Lachey in the books, our special guest, Anthony, Mr. Anthony Armstrong. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Addicts, we're signing off. Peace. Peace. Yo.